Welcome to Heartbeat, a podcast run by Alter One College, where we discuss how to flourish in all things life, work, and relationships. We'll listen to the stories and wisdom of our staff and draw upon outside guests who are practitioners in their field. We hope these episodes inspire and equip you to flourish, whether in the context of Alter One or beyond to the rest of life. Well, hell, another episode of Heartbeat. And who do we have on today? We have uh, Levi McGrath. Or MC Graff. <laughs> or MC Graff. As I like to know him. Oh. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is, this is fun. Here we are. Down from uh, Kalinara all the way down to Perth at the moment to record. Yeah. yeah. Not that you're here just to record, but, you know. It's an honor to have you on the show. So this is it is great. It is. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys. Is yeah. it down from or up? Definitely down. Definitely. Like, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we are down with MC Graff. Down. <laughs> Technically. Okay. Which is great. Okay. Um, sorry. It's been a while since we've done these one of these heartbeat podcasts, but I know it has. Um, welcome to all the listeners. Whether you're a member of Alter One or whether you are out in the broad community, we are grateful that you are. Tuning in. So, boom, chakalaka. Well, I guess um, a lot of our staff know who you are, but not all of us do. And I guess there'll be some listeners who don't, whether they are staff members or non-staff members. So maybe just to start with, give us a snapshot, if you like, of a, of a couple of employment-related things. There's like a 30,000-foot point of view of just like how long have you worked here, what's your current role, role and what does it look like? Sure. So I've been at Ulta One for under two years. Um, previously before that, I was a, a singer-songwriter, traveling around the country performing, and and now I've stepped into a chaplaincy role, and I'm working, yeah, up in, in Kununurra at an all-girls all uh, school up there. We're hoping to expand uh, to a, a boys' program as well, but it's, it's largely an, an Indigenous space, We're working with a lot of Aboriginal students, and absolutely loving it. Fantastic. It's extremely challenging. It's stretching <laughs> me beyond anything I've, I've ever imagined, but... I come come to work each day, uh, really excited for the challenges that that lay ahead. Yeah, great. And you, so you said you were you were a musician before. Yeah, that's that's a wild <laughs> transition. Like it, okay. it is. Yeah, I, I went from from performing, yeah, multiple times a, a week around around the country and, and a bit in New Zealand as well. Um, to yeah, being in a classroom environment, I, I still get to do uh, music um, a bunch of times a week, teaching in and around Kununurra and supporting communities that don't have access to music education. Um, but I, I'm also able to teach at Alter One, and we're, yeah, we're training the girls in singing, songwriting, playing guitar, ukulele, drums, keyboard, oh, bass. Oh, that's so good. Building I love a little that. band. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. Really, really fun to work with. Oh, wow. And I guess that's a, it's all a good segue question. Like, how did how did you hear about Alter One? Like, what's the story of how you became mm. involved in Alter One? Sure. So so I, I got up to, to Kununurra, and, and I'm like, Man, um, I'm a Christian, so I, I spend a lot of time in prayer, and I'm like, God, how are you going to use me in this space here in Kununurra? And, you know, I'm a musician. I'm used to gigging, traveling, recording, releasing albums. I, I want to do that kind of stuff. But I just kept hearing that it's, it's going to look different here and <laughs> and opportunities are going to rise, and and they did. And, and so I, I started teaching 
um, and I was, I was teaching at a, at a few places uh, around Kununurra in the youth space, uh, working with different schools and different organisations. And and Alter One was, was an option to to get in there and, and volunteer my time to just, you know, can can I come in for an hour a week and just work with the girls? I know that that music has has such a, an important role to play in education. There's um, you know evidence and and a lot of research that's gone into to music, and it's it's benefits in the academic space. Um, so so I yeah basically approached our, our reasonable principal um, up there reasonable principal <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and said look can I can I come in and do some music uh, with the girls and and she was happy to have me in and fantastic it was just fantastic starting starting to run a program that helped to regulate students that mm. you know when when you're drumming together and you you're aligned in in a rhythm you know it helps to settle heartbeats and, mm. and things things kind of come together we we learn teamwork we learn to listen to each other we learn to to be of, of value in different ways when someone's playing bass and someone's yeah. playing keyboard and someone's singing wow. we all contribute different things and they they go into a classroom space hand in hand and it it was really yeah showing a, a great benefit to the to the school and and that evolved into doing a bit of EA work to cover some people and and just building relationship with the students that we have and eventually landed in a in a chaplaincy role. Fantastic! Mm. Wow. Okay then. Yeah. And you said it's a couple of years now, and here you are now, Mark. Yeah. I'll, over to you, mate, because you've got some questions you would like to ask. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think. I mean, the the context, I guess, when we were chatting was about how do you support young people in the midst of failures when they feel like they're not doing so well sure. and. Um, we were talking obviously prior to even coming on this podcast around the idea of forgiveness and patience and yeah. how they can contribute in supporting young people. So maybe my question, mate, would be with that, because that's something that you've been learning yeah. in that space, how does maybe define forgiveness? That's a pretty broad thing, but what does it mean and, and how have you seen it sort of play out in supporting young people in, when they're challenged and when they're feeling like they're yeah, fantastic. It's well, it's re- it's really a second chance. We we have uh, lots of opportunities to practice forgiveness <laughs> up up in Kununurra. It's it's a town where there's a lot of youth crime. Um, the the youth, particularly between the ages of about ten to fourteen, make up for for most of the the call outs and the police calls um, in our community. And I hope I'm I'm getting that kind of right. But look, I, I've been working. Um, in, in a PCYC space, work, working with young people, running programs mm-hmm. now for, for a couple of years as well. And, and through that, we, we build a knowledge and relationship with the, with the police force and we, we see that there's just a, an absolute brokenness in the town when it comes to drugs and alcohol, stealing, breaking and entering, uh, flogging cars, really party, kind of crazy behaviour and, and a lot of family violence, a lot of trauma in the home. And so when, when it comes to our, our girls at Alter One, uh, when they're coming in, you know, they're, they're not coming in with a clean slate. They're not coming in mm. often regulated and, and just settled down, ready to get into work. How are you, mister? Good morning, with a great attitude. Uh, <laughs> a lot of our girls are coming in pretty pretty disturbed and, yeah. and pretty upset by by things they've seen and experienced coming in with with a lot of trauma. Mm. And and so our, our response, you know, it's, it's a trauma-informed response, but it's also got to be a compassionate, graceful, peaceful, mm. um, forgiving res- response. So look look daily where we're sworn at, you get stuff thrown at you, you um, have experiences, some which I'd like to forget. Um, 
with with students who who can be aggressive, mm. volatile towards you, violent towards you, um, really, really not showing an attitude of of gratefulness. And there's there's certainly times when when we have to um, forgive and and say, look, we're going to try again tomorrow, and we do, we're going to come back for you. I'm going to I'm going to drop you home now. Uh, today didn't go so well. Um, but I, I love you and I care about you and I want to see you succeed and I want to see the best for you. And it, it gives me an opportunity to demonstrate some of the values of my own life and my own upbringing, if you like, and, and to know that I've been given many, many second chances by my wife, by my kids, many second chances to do better. And, and I guess passing on the same, uh, I guess, qualities that, that have, have helped me and encouraged me to know that Failure isn't the end of the line mm. is, yeah. is really important to our girls, yeah. Yeah, so forgiveness and sort of what I'm hearing is that that second chance to do better or maybe the second, third, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth, tenth, <laughs> hundredth. For time. sure, for sure. Um, and starting fresh. Yep, yep, definitely. So, any other ways that you'd see the mechanic of forgiveness working and supporting young people? Well, I think it's it's something that that they're learning and and able to to pass on uh, as well. We we see an interesting kind of family dynamic um, play out in in Kununurra where some of the the child raising is is left um, to the young people themselves. So you you become twelve, thirteen, you start taking on, and and this has happened for generations and generations. Um, a mothering or a fathering role to your younger brothers and sisters, your younger cousins, and it's a very communal way yeah. of, of raising the family. But but when we show as as teachers and and staff in in the education space, when we show that forgiveness to them and, and show them that you know actually you you mucked up there, but I'm you know it's going to be okay. They in turn get to to demonstrate that uh, to their to their family and especially. The little ones, and and sometimes that's not always displayed at, at home. Mm. Um, with yeah, a, a big need for for parenting support yeah. and, and family support in, in Kununurra, there's uh, a lot of um, unforgiveness and retribution and and attacks and physical violence and and people that are not showing resilience mm. in their own behaviour and not demonstrating yeah, their active forgiveness. I guess so. So it's something that we we hope can transform families outside of our work yeah, wow. as well. Yeah. It sounds like, tell me if I'm rather wrong in, in this imagery, but there's the words that come into my mind is this sense of breaking the cycle in the very act of forgiveness. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a big one. It's, it's a really important one. Um, I think there has, has been particular um, cycles that, that have gone on for a long time. And if, if something as simple as forgiveness can, can interrupt mm. that, hand in hand with lots of other mm. great things like compassion and trust and honesty and respect and, and kindness. Uh, I think we can go a long way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Something else you also said that, that really stood out to me and I, uh, I'm curious. It's, it's that similar thing of, of forgiveness as a way of, of interruption, which I really love that, that word. I'm also thinking about it in terms of the longevity of forgiveness, yeah. Um, you know, as you say, we're working with, with students who have often experienced some trauma, and, yeah. And so when they're hurling the insults or they are doing particular behaviours that 
that would be quite difficult to kind of receive yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. I guess I'm trying to get a bit of a picture or maybe a story of, obviously I'm not after names or anything like that, yeah. but, but certainly ha- have you seen this, this, this type of interruption of, of, of not going eye for an eye on how the students respond, respond to you? Have you, have you seen stories of transformation in the act of Absolutely. being patient and how you just take on without responding and turn back to particular yeah. Look, and, and to be really honest, um, we haven't seen complete success in this area. We haven't seen total transformation in, in lives yet, um, but we're believing for it. And there's there's many people in, in my, you know, short short time, Ulta One in Kununurra, um, that have made significant in improvements. But the one the one story that comes to mind is is of a, a young young girl and we'll we'll call her T. And um yeah, T's story is is that her her mother was in and out of um, rehab from a young age for for alcohol, and that's that's been her her vice and her weakness and her problem. And and she'll go from being strong when she's sober and in control and and clean and and present in the home and a, and a really good mum, a really caring mum, respectful mum that's organised and able to to care for her children. Um, to being on alcohol where, where that is the main main driver, the main hunger, the main desire in, in, in her life just becomes to to keep that that high and, and to stay in that that place where she can be drinking, drunk, partying, forgetting about the cares and, and worries of of life. Um, parenthood was was thrust upon her at an early age. Mm. Um, but she's she's got three three daughters and, and one of them that we'll call T um, has responded um, with complete unforgiveness and and just complete anger coming into her teenage years and suddenly it all catching up with her from mm. from a childhood that had some ignorance to it and some you know, just just growing up hanging around with with friends and, and not worrying too much uh, about what was happening around her suddenly there's this realization of all the years that where, where have you been mm. in my life mum and, and actually I'm really hurting from this and all those times that you went into rehab you're you're gone for months and and that interrupted my schooling that interrupted my life and I was worried about you and I and I care about you and I want to see what's best for you and then I'm being hurt and I'm upset from this and I'm mm. my life has been messed up because you weren't there for me mm. and and my Heart is is broken from the times that you've you've hurt me, wow. from the times that you've not protected me, and yeah, this this girl lives in a in a very traumatic pattern of, of things being good, and then things being really really bad, mm. and so there's there's a lack of of safety, there's a lack of security and and trust there, mm. and a lot of things have been broken, um, and that might not be a, a unique story uh, to some, it might be a very familiar story to some, but I, I think in that instance, if we can show um, forgiveness um, when she has has mucked up, my my family and I are very close to this young lady, and, and she's been a part of our lives since we moved to Kununurra, and she's broken our trust, and she's broken trust of of our, our friends, she's broken trust at school, mm-hmm. she's one of our students as well, and and it's really hurt a lot of people. But um, I was reminded by our regional principal that. We we don't ever stop forgiving. We mm. we can't ever stop forgiving. And 
And the, the last time she really hurt us, it was really painful. It was mm. really painful. She she really messed up and, and made some some dangerous decisions that that really affected me. And and I was like, man, how how can I move forward? I, I don't think I can. I just want to cut her off, block her off, shut her out of my life, close my eyes, pretend it's all gone away. And and in chatting with with my principal, it's, it's you can't do that. Um, and we we don't want to do that as an organization. Um, mm. We continue to to push into that space when it's really really hard. We continue to say, "You're welcome," and and we will find an avenue wow. um, to work with you. And that's that's what we're doing now. We're we're finding ways to continue to engage, if not in in the classroom space, in the community space, oh, with her wow. on a level that that suits. And as as wild and, and dangerous and silly as she can be. She needs to know that that there's always a, a pathway back. Wow, um, that's great. Because otherwise, there's no there's no hope. Yeah. That that is hope, knowing that there is always a, a road back, and that's that's Very been good. really significant. And wow. and like I said, we haven't seen a massive change in her. There's mm. there's still some attitude, and so there should be. She's been through the absolute yeah. ringer. She's been dealt such a tough hand, and she might get to thirty and start working on these mm. these hard issues in her life. But until then we're gonna see the symptoms yeah. of of her pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's something powerful though, just in hearing hearing how um yourself and, and the regional principal and just us as an organization choosing to respond to this. There's a sense mm. of like the modeling of forgiveness mm. as well. Um yeah, I I'm more dumbfounded actually like wow, that's an incredible it's awesome. Response. Mm. I think. It's awesome. I think it's a, I, I think it, like I'm s- sitting here listening to you talk and there's a, f- there's a few things I'm just writing them down so I don't forget them mm. in regards to forgiveness. Um, one is that forgiveness is the hard work of transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is the thought that forgiveness is a deliberate act of justice offered and demonstrated to heal the broken places of human life. It's something that is, is, it's in the face of the failures and the chaos and the dynamics that maybe a lot of young people do feel and face right now in, in different places of life, definitely in those sort of contexts up in the Kimberley. Mm. And to be able to, to offer forgiveness as a way of showing like a deliberate act of justice, yeah, uh, I think that's something that is beautiful. Mm. Um, sometimes when we think of justice, we think of, you know, judgment or consequence. Of consequence or yeah. we think of this but no what if it's different yeah um what if it's that and there's this thought you know that, that, that it's the it's the goodness of a person the kindness and the love of another person that gives us the capacity to turn around and mm. change and the, the element of grace in this situation is that there needs to be justice for for some of these things. There needs to be a consequence. Mm. Oh, sure. And that's and that's really spoken about a, a lot with our with our students. That you know, they're, they're, there's going to need to be a consequence for these actions. We had a a student that, that threw rocks at a vehicle and, and teacher, and and it you know was was demonstrating some really un, unsafe behaviour, and we we put some consequences in place. But but that's a conversation with the with the parents and and the family mm. of, the, of the student and the student themselves. But the grace comes in and says. This isn't over. This isn't the end of the chapter. Mm, this isn't I like that. The end of the story for, mm. for you. We we want to continue. Um, maybe we just need some time to to cool off and and come back and yeah. and work at this again. 
but it is work and and the appetite for that work with a heart or spirit of, of unforgiveness <laughs> is really difficult and yeah, at the end of term time, man, my, my forgiveness levels are <laughs> depleted. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a saint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 get, yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which which I think so. Like, I mean, we, we joke, but I think it's a it's a helpful reminder that, that we're humans in these roles. Totally. And, yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, the ability to take a step back yourself and go, I need to find ways to recharge myself. Yeah, emotionally, psychologically, like on a spiritual level as well. Yeah, um, yeah, no, really important. So the other thing was too. It was because um, we we're talking about like prior to coming on here about you know you call it grace or patience. Yeah, patience. And yeah, I guess the, the the thought I was you know I was talking to Nathan earlier today was just how does how does patience inform forgiveness? Yeah, yeah. What does that look like? Oh, patience is a it's such a loaded word for me. I've I've learned so much. About that, just just being in an Aboriginal context, mm. oh, I think it's it's really significant. And I, and I may not answer the question fully <laughs> in telling the story, but I um I spent some time in Elko Island um, over in, in NT, and it's it's far east Arnhem Land, off mm. the coast, on a tiny little island <clears throat> in a in a little tiny village called called Gawa, um, which is very very kind of ancient homelands of of this this beautiful people up there. And hanging out with them, I, I learned for the very first time, it's about five years ago, it was my kind of first induction into, you know, a, a small, locally elder-run elder Aboriginal community. Yeah. And everything that happened, happened over years. Everything that I would expect to see as, as a white male from Melbourne who grew up in a fast-paced society, my ancestors came from a fast-paced <laughs> society and culture and we're used to change, we're used to productivity and all these just really fast things and that's what we value in, mm. in, in my culture and my heritage. And so my upbringing, my family upbringing, we want to see results and we want to see them now and we make decisions now and it's fast. But, but getting up to this, this community was, was learning to, to sit and wait wow. and not, not expect answers and change um, to come quickly but but that would be something that that happens through years of relationship and wow. and years of getting to know the the land and getting to know the history of the place and getting to know the story of the people the language that the culture there are so many things that need to happen and that we we need to be patient in in order for that change to come about and wow. now being in, in Kananara, uh, you're in a place where there's so many uh, government expectations that are yep. put on that need to happen in a four-year period to satisfy the outcomes <clears throat> that that state government, federal government ha- have set, and and there's there's no there's no margin, there's no room for for error or, or for the you know these these mm. things not to come about, yep. but but we're constantly falling short of these these marks because there's not enough patience there's not enough mm. community consultation there's lots of different mm. reasons but but a, a big one is is patience that i find working with with aboriginal people in in western australia has has been really eye-opening to see that they actually want things to be really well done and, and yeah, they want good. things to stick and they they want to be involved yeah and and not just rush through and coming in 
and giving a, a presentation or a consultation to a community and going, bang, that's what we're doing. Awesome. See you later. That's not enough. And, and so in, a, in an education space, when we're in the classroom and we, we give students an activity, I literally have to wait for them to take it in, take in what they've heard, mm. make a decision about what they've heard and, and go, okay, I, I, I want to attack it this way. Mm. And, and we'll set um, some goals for the kids. Recently we had the Kananara Ag Show, which was really exciting, and the girls got to contribute art pieces for it. And, and I thought, you know, oh, yeah, that'll be an afternoon of making some art. We'll, we'll all paint a rock or a boab <laughs> nut or do some carving, some painting. That really good artists, uh, some of these girls. And, um, yeah, it took weeks. It took weeks to just wow. get enough art to, to submit. Yeah. And, and I just constantly have to dial my expectations um, on time back. Mm. The expectation so, on the result can remain the same, but I have to be patient and I have to learn patience with with a girl who only knows how to swear and talk aggressively at people and has learned to be hard-natured to protect herself in her own community and, and family environment and who comes into the class expecting the same things from adults and authority figures in her life and and has to learn slowly over months and months and sometimes years that this is a safe environment here at Alta One. That this, this is okay. You're you're going to be okay. And so I, I have to learn so much patience. So yeah, mm. what, what we're learning every day from the students is, yeah, it's 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 taken time for me to adjust as well. I love that, mate. Yeah. I love that. I'm just sitting here. I mean, obviously, because I've just come back from being in Canada yeah, you're up last there week. With it, us, yeah. It is a completely different rhythm and it's <laughs> definitely a different pace. Yeah. And the ability to slow down so that you can engage and you can support and you can yep. – you, you, and like I said, I, I know what it's like here and I know what it's like in in that space yeah. to a certain degree. And you do feel different. There's something different about mm. that that capacity of letting ourselves have space, mm. not rushing. Yeah. I think, I've, to be honest, I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, I've learned some of that from, from Nathan as well, like, you know, just the ability with which we walk and how we the, – the, how it impacts the way we love. Yeah, mm. and the way we can stop, and the yes. way we can be there for people to support them. I can't yeah. support people if I'm always in this rush. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just to hear the beauty of how things have formed over years. Yeah, mm. and this whole journey, this whole thing, one of our biggest values is transformation. Yeah, well, that's a big process, and that's a long one. Yeah, and it's not a rushed one. Yeah, and so that's a really beautiful, uh, beautiful picture. Oh, it it is, and just just to kind of reflect on, on what you're saying. I, I loved the distinction between recognising kind of our own internal pace based on our upbringing mm-hmm. or based on mm. um, you know, your background and your culture that you come from where often, uh, particularly in Melbourne, but also here in the big smoke here in Perth as well, everything's quite rushed and everything. Yeah, it's very fast internal rhythm and yeah. our, I often wonder what's our imagery of transformation. You know, is our imagery of transformation like, um, Almost a digital eyes, like it's every, everything's quick, and that that's yeah. the transform. Or is it more like a tree that's growing slowly, mm. takes time, needs to be mm. nurtured in good soil? Very true. Um, and I think there's something of value to rec- recognize in our 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 internal pace, but then actually actually you no know, slowing down and actually learning to kind of match 
a pace of transformation that goes with the grain of relationship, which yeah. which is which mm. you know it's it's the you get the the quality through the the quantity. You know, yeah. you, you get the the depth of transformation through taking the time and the patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and weeks yeah. weeks spent building a relationship. But if if you look at it in terms of of a fruit tree, I, I guess sometimes as, as educators and and as me as a, as a chaplain, I'm, I'm wanting to see you know different key growth points in mm. in a person mm. spiritually, personally. Mm. You know, um, to to see these markers in these girls, and I I, I sometimes think like. I want to see the fruit tree with apples on it, ready to eat. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, and I want to see that today. Mm. <laughs> and I go in with that expectation, but really, what I what I need to see is is just a few leaves coming out of the ground, yeah, wow. and just a sprout of of a root that's coming out of the soil, and that's enough mm. for today, and to be okay with that. And if we're able to adjust those mm. those kind of expectations and and put some, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, and just just yeah, slow yeah. down with our kids, yeah. and this is nationwide. Um, I, I think it applies. We we can celebrate those those little mm. leaves one one at a time and really nurture the growth of, yeah. of that tree. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much fruit coming um, from these these kids. I really believe in in what we're doing in Kununurra and, and believe it's going to make a difference. We're we're aiming to start a boys program up there in in the coming years. It's it's all in in the planning um, stages at the moment and. Yeah, just just identifying through my other youth work that the boys that can get involved in in mechanics can get involved in making music with me and re- recording their own songs can get involved in the, the horse learning time we're doing, and and committing our, ourselves as a family to be there long term mm. to really develop those relationships. I think yeah. is so important because so many people come, um, they come from Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and. They stay a couple of years and they're like, had a, had a great time, but yeah, I'm, I'm going elsewhere now. And and the kids are like, we were just getting to know you, Miss Day. We're just mm. getting to know you, Miss. You know, and yeah. um, we're we're trying to to make some intentional decisions to to really um, stick at it. And there'll be challenging things. There's there's maybe some better better schools, some better opportunities for our for our kids, and and there might be you know. Higher paying jobs elsewhere, but but it's like, what do you what do you want your life to count for? If if mm. you can be of of some so assistance to the transformation of others in a really really powerful way, like that's when I was a musician, that's what I wanted for myself. I wanted to to absolutely have the the biggest impact possibly. And when I was a kid, I was like, is it going to be through sport? Well, probably not because I'm crap. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe with this gift of music on my life, I can I can make a difference. Yeah, and so great. I get out there and and I'm just I'm just informed in in myself each day. Um, at the end of the day, that that the relationships I'm growing, and and the little markers, the little leaves that I'm seeing, and these little roots sprouting, um, is is the huge change that I'm going yeah. to see in the future, and, and huge transformation and growth that I'm going to see. And yeah. Um, <laughs> Patience is is cooking cooking my head these past couple of years, yeah, but it's yeah. it's grown me too. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I'm just thinking about that. The, I was going to say, give us a takeaway, but there's so many different things that you've said um, that you, you know. I think a lot of us, whether we're all to one staff, whether you're a parent as well, you might be listening to this podcast. Uh, and one of the things you just said is that about those those little sprouts, those little bits of growth, yeah. that that's enough for today. Yeah. I think that is something that I would say 
is a really good takeaway for anyone, whether you're working in as a teacher, an education assistant, a chaplain in our organisation, maybe you're working in another organisation, even as a parent, as a mum mm. or a dad. Yeah. You know, or, or you, maybe you're a granddad or a grand, grandma and you're looking after your, your kid, your, your grandkids. You know, that to see and celebrate those little moments and go, you know what? Yeah. That's enough for today. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And to be able to be content with that. I, 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 like I'm listening to that and going, yeah, because I think in the fast-paced world, in a world that's so driven by performance and achievement and getting all these metrics right, yeah, maybe we need to take a, a, a leaf out of some ancient wisdom. That's right. From some of our, 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 our people. It, it may not be from, from where you expect it. Like I, I get caught up, you know, thinking one, one of my students um, isn't improving with their, with their spelling book. <laughs> like what's going on? Oh, but wait, their behavior has been really, yeah. really amazing. Yeah, great. There's, the, there's <laughs> the, the little leaves growing. Yeah, there's mm. other aspects that, oh, oh, it's growing over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what the leaf looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. I was expecting wow. something else. But. Awesome. Let's celebrate that too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's enough. Yeah, that's enough for today. <laughs> well, this is enough for today right now. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much. Look, before we get off, um, so you mentioned about your your music. Yeah, I think it'd be great So because you're on Spotify and Apple and a whole different place. Where can people find your music, Levi, if they want to check it out? Yeah, you can just type up Levi McGrath with a TH um, on Spotify, uh, YouTube. You can find me and Facebook as well. So check it out. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, look, thanks so much for being on the Heartbeat podcast, Ultimate One Heartbeat podcast. It's been great to have you, mate. Thank you, guys. Love this conversation. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's been awesome. awesome. You have been listening to Heartbeat. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the show and share far and wide. This has been a podcast produced by Ultra One College. To find out more about Ultra One College, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Or visit the college website at www.alta-one.com.au.